Good morning, good day, and good night. You may have stumbled upon this podcast randomly as you browse around a graveyard full of ghouls, driving on an endless road with your killer laying in the back seat, waiting for the right opportunity to slit your throat. Or, you know, just by personal interest. However, what you may not know is what you're about to hear are extremely sinister stories. This show contains all depths of horror that lurks around our society. Kidnapping, torture, murder, you name it. Whether it's down a dark alley or from the pitch black closet in a bedroom. If it's the paranormal that haunts our surroundings, or a demonic possession that needs to be cleansed, a flying saucer that hovers over our helpless world. These files are for one's understanding, but listener discretion, you are warned. If you wish to be part of the cult, <clears throat> well, not a cult, but family, <laughs> hit the five star in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever you are listening. Now that you are brave enough, are you ready to open these cryptic files? Hey guys, welcome back to Cryptic Files. I am your host, Justin Smith. The most generic name you could have. Today on the show, we will be diving into the supernatural. I have always enjoyed the topic growing up. The original Twilight Zone is one of my favorite television shows of all time. And Rod Serling is a huge inspiration to me into this podcast and for that are we alone in this universe that seems to be one of the biggest mysteries out of the two what happens when we die and if there are other beings that work above or below i would like to go back to when the idea of ufos really hit our culture along with a specific case then my good friend Josh Farrell has a segment where he shares his theories and a personal story where he witnessed a UFO. Then lastly, we will investigate what is really going on currently and the countless claims that are brewing in our society. Many people are reporting more and more UFO sightings, and our government has dropped new information on the subject, which will change the way we look at the world forever. Strap in for this file and enjoy the ride.
What exactly is a UFO? It is a unidentified flying object, an aerial phenomenon that cannot be explained. It is used for claimed observations of extraterrestrial spacecraft and was originated by Project Blue Book. Let's discuss Project Blue Book. If you don't know the story to this, let me enlighten you. It was the study of unidentified flying objects that the United States Air Force conducted which began in March 1952 to December 17, 1969. The base was located in Ohio and was directed by Captain Edward J. Ruplett. The project had two objectives, to discover if UFOs were a threat to our nation and to analyze UFO-related data. The project covered 12,618 reported cases over the years. As you know with this podcast, I have covered many local stories. The closest thing I read that I thought would be worth sharing today is the case of the Flatwoods Monsters in West Virginia. With Project Blue Book investigating this case, I figured we would analyze it. This story occurred on September 12, 1952, in Braxton County, West Virginia. It was 7.15 p.m. Two siblings, Edward and Fred May, and their best friend, Tommy Heyer, claimed they witnessed a bright object that came across the dark sky and landed on a farm in Flatwoods. The young boys ran to the home of Kathleen May and explained what they saw. Then, several people formed a group and went to where the mysterious object landed. They reached to the top of the hill and saw a red, pulsing light. One of the group members shined a flashlight on the object and claimed they saw a tall, man-like figure with a round, red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. Yeah, kind of strange, right? The description of the figure varies as some have said it looked as though approximately 10 feet tall, dark black hood with shiny green eyes, with the hands being claw-like. Others say the head of the creature resembled the ace of spades. But what I think the creepiest thing of all is that it apparently had a hissing sound. In the story, when it hissed, it also glided towards them fast and caused them to run for their lives. Later reports were made that the creature had, quote, smelled a pungent mist that caused them to be sick to the stomach. Police were involved, but no one saw an aircraft or creature. However, the story went nationwide, with media picking it up in newspapers and radio stations. This prompted the investigators of Project Blue Book to come in and look into the case. The nation was frightened back in 1952, with the anxiety of atomic bombs being a new option of warfare. The Cold War was brewing. This made the idea of things in the sky very, very scary. During this time, the Air Force was monitoring the skies after the Soviet Union successively tested an atomic bomb. Gary Parker was a native of Braxton County and investigated the Flatwoods monster. 
he would later be known for a noticeable UFO myth maker. You ever heard of the Men in Black? Parker would make this claim as two Air Force investigators disguised themselves as magazine writers. There are some theories that whatever they saw was just an owl. Lord have mercy. (laughs) Whether or not the community of Braxton County believes in the monster, they definitely love the folklore to it. For years, people kind of wanted to have a place to go to to celebrate the Flatwoods Monster, like almost like a Flatwoods Monster Mecca. You know, just having, you know, our very own essentially Roswell in our backyard. Um, it's just something that uh, I wanted to develop and celebrate because I love all this stuff and I love listening to any new crazy story that anybody wants to tell me. Um, but I've had people come in here and, um, you know, show me pictures that they can't explain that they took, um, like in trail cam pictures that they want to show me. They're like, yeah, I haven't shown anybody this. I'm going to show it to you and I can't like send it to you or nothing. I just want to show it to you. A guy called me. He said that he had done some work with the FBI and the CIA and that he had recently gotten a bunch of his files declassified. Would I be interested in getting a copy of them? And I said yes, and then got off the phone and immediately was thinking, this is somebody screwing with me. Why would anybody call me and tell me all this stuff? So like a week later, and this guy came in wearing like a trench coat and was older he had like kind of messy hair and like a five o'clock shadow. And he said, I'm looking for Mr. Smith. And I said, that's me. He's like, hi. And he introduced himself. I can't remember his name. And even if I did, I probably shouldn't say it anyway. He shook my hand. He said, I'm blah, blah, blah. I, I called you the other day about those files. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, I got them here. I want to show them to you. So he starts pulling all this stuff out. And then at first I was thinking, this isn't real. He's made this up. But then like he had a buddy with him. He introduced them as also working with him on a couple projects. So these two guys just stand there and proceed to tell me all these crazy stories of things that they were involved with. But like it, but like they were telling me about going to the grocery store. It was so, it wasn't a big deal. But to me, it was like this huge deal. And then all the while, I'm thinking like, why are these people telling me this? These two guys that seemed pretty legit and their files and stuff they gave me seemed pretty legit and I still have them, they're back in my office. And uh, it just happens all the time. It's at least once a week. I open up at nine, I close at five, and I'm just this regular guy. I've got a wife and two kids and you know, we go to band concerts and you know, it's, I promote tourism in Braxton County, but between nine and five, it can get pretty weird in here. That's pretty cool, right? That was Andrew Smith, the curator of the Flatwoods Monsters Museum. The clip you heard was from a YouTube video that I watched, and from the visuals, I for sure want to shop there. Additionally, during tourist season, many people come to visit the area to dive into the culture there. They even have Flatwoods ice cream and sandwich eatery, and has the Flatwoods Monsters burger. I would love to get a t-shirt, by the way. Those looked really cool. So, I thought this little fun, weird story would set the mood for this segment with Josh Farrell. Josh is a UFO and alien fanatic. 
I thought he would be the perfect person to have on this episode. While texting him, he even told me he witnessed a UFO himself. I told him, please, just tell it on the show, man. So, without further ado, let's get to it. So welcome back to Cryptic Files' Josh Farrell. First episode, second episode, and third episode, you were Randall Lee Smith. Yeah, I I hold that close to my heart. I'm glad that I was on the first three episodes of of the podcast. It's definitely from then, it's got a a large following. Yeah, man, it's it's been uh, pretty awesome so far, but uh, I want to thank you again for being the voice of the voice of evil for those first two and then you were you know regular josh <laughs> yeah it was nice so to be third. the voice of evil and then be able to dissect the voice of evil right that was definitely pretty pretty cool yeah um well this episode in particular is about ufos and what is currently going on in society right now because it's kind of gotten so mainstream. Every day you see a new article about, oh, I saw a UFO. Uh, when's the government's going to drop this new info on uh, UFOs, possibly aliens, possibly China, Russia? <laughs> when is it going to happen, Josh? Uh, it's supposed to ha- it was supposed to happen June 1st, and we haven't gotten anything. Uh... Hmm. You know, that could mean a couple things. Yeah. It could mean that they just don't, they're just not prepared. They're not ready for maybe the public's response, uh, especially going in, like if it goes into a lot of detail on yeah. what they really do know, like what they're definitely talking about. Uh, or they just are like, this is no big deal. I don't know why they want them. You're all crazy. Right. But maybe that's what they want us to think, Justin. That's the thing. <laughs> what what is the what are the answers? Well, I brought you on this show to um you told me you had a story. Yes. About an encounter. And yes. then you wanted to dive into some theories that uh you might think are possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to start uh, off with the with the story? Yeah, so I have a couple stories. Uh, most uh, most of them though are uh, you know driving down the road, seeing something, or being outside, especially where like living in Giles, very open space. There's no light pollution. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look up in the sky, see stars. Uh, you know, see see the moon very clear. I I really think. Uh, that I've seen probably two or three flying through the sky. Just things where you're just watching and then poof, you know, that super light speed uh, sort of thing. Yeah. But the real meat and potatoes of this story, <laughs> and luckily I'm not alone with this because I was able to reach out to Patrick before I got on here just to confirm. I didn't want to think that, you know, I was like, I know what I've seen. I just want to make sure he remembers. Right, right. So we were kids. I would say we were in the 10th, or not the 10th, sorry. Maybe we were like 10 years old, 11, pretty young, but definitely old enough to remember something like this. It was pretty late. I remember we were up at his house. We were just like playing PlayStation 2 or 
uh, maybe watching cartoons or something. PlayStation 2. Yeah, we were like 10 years old. Yeah. Throwback. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what game we were playing. Maybe like NBA Jam 2 or something. Right. Uh, or the Edit and Eddie video game. We were pretty, pretty <laughs> hyped about that. Uh, but we were walking down to my house. I think we were wearing jackets. I believe it was not super cold, but kind of cold, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has that crisp air feeling. You know when it's cold, it's quiet. Yeah. Yeah, just to try to put you in the mood. And this is where my memory gets very vivid. Uh, where my house is, if either you've been there uh, in Parisburg, there's a street light uh, right there at the uh, left of my yard if you walk out the front door. And I remember walking down and getting to that street light. And all of a sudden, there was this this feeling that came over me of just like uneasiness yeah like something felt weird it almost felt like you know how your lungs get real tight justin can see me i'm pushing on my chest right now because <laughs> yeah. i'm kind of getting anxiety thinking about it too i think your beard's hitting the mic by the way oh sorry you're good yeah you're, you're keep it right here gorgeous thick beard thank you <laughs> i work on it and so we were under the street light and there was this triangular space, uh, like shape, yeah, that came over us. Different lights. It was so bright. I remember, like, just being blinded, almost, and the the noise. It was so loud, just so loud, dude. And it felt like it was right over top of me. I remember holding my hand above my face, kind of looking. Patrick said the same thing. Like it was just this triangular shape with bright lights very very loud and it was like we sat there and was just kind of looking at it Mm -hmm. and like having this moment and then it was just gone wow it just kind of zoomed out of the way i remember us looking at each other and like i just ran inside my house and he ran back home (laughs) and i remember going inside and being like i believe i just saw something like my mom like what i just i just had to have seen something and that's always stuck with me forever i'm 24 years old and that's never left me uh and that's why i think i have such an affinity you know i got a tattoo of uh like a aliens abducting sasquatch out of a forest right yeah so you know it's definitely stuck with me all all of those things have stuck with me uh throughout my life i think that moment being so young and i was just convinced I actually remember I would go down to the public library library that's uh, not far from my house, and they had a book on cryptids. Mm. Uh, yeah, and we would... It had pictures in it. It was like a picture. It was an old book, probably from like the 80s. And it had pictures in it. And it had like a Mothman, Sasquatch, uh, had aliens, different types of aliens, like gray skin aliens and uh, those those sorts of things. And I think like... Like, there's just no way to really describe it. Like, whenever uh, there's a show on Netflix called Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And usually it's about murders and stuff. On the new, like, on the new, I guess, uh, reboot that they did, they did one on aliens, like an entire town that had this alien thing uh, where, like, three or four people all got abducted and then they all met and they're like, hey, we know each other, but they've never met before in, like, our reality or whatever you know yeah 
and I just think that is so so crazy because uh, I feel like through my experience and I fully believe it especially like there's no way we could call anyone crazy now who's been like I've been abducted by aliens if our government is literally releasing documents uh, Barack Obama did an interview with James Corden about yeah. aliens and he literally was just like I can't say a lot but I can say we should probably like look into it. <laughs> yeah. And Marco you know? was is it Marco Rubio that uh was on sixty minutes? Uh maybe. I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. Oh, okay. I have seen like a lot of people uh just be like, should we bump up our defense budget? Yeah. Which getting into our like uh when we start talking about theories and stuff, I think that might explain a little more into maybe why they haven't released the documents or Right. You know anything like that now was the light did the light have a color i i remember it being like an orange and a reddish and a blue color oh my god dude so i did a episode with cody which was diving in the dark web and we told this story where and i didn't listen to that okay i I saw it i was going through i listened to gina hall yeah and i listened to the one and these are so good <laughs> thanks by the way. they're so great uh the one about the two girls in radford yeah um listen to that one i saw the one on the dark web but i gotta be honest i was just a little too afraid at that point <laughs> to keep listening well that's crazy that you said those colors because i told a story where me and cody were playing out in the snow this was we were probably in ninth tenth grade okay and there was a big snowstorm and we notice a flashing orange, dark, reddish light for like maybe a split, maybe for a second. And Cody brought up, because I only remember the orange and reddish color, but Cody brought up like a dark blue or a purple color. Yeah. And we were like, what just happened? That's what crazy. did we just saw? What did we just see? <laughs> so you saying that literally gave me chills because <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's that's making me feel a little weird <laughs> because we thought you know well at first we thought oh this is the end of the world or this is <laughs> aliens come to abduct, abduct us yeah. but everybody made the excuse oh it might have it probably was a generator that blew but it covered the whole entire sky yeah but yeah that's wild that you mentioned those colors <laughs> Dude, and and that's what's crazy is that mine it was just cold like it wasn't like stormy or anything it was a clear just kind of like if i believe maybe like a fall night you know yeah. like one of those chilly fall nights and uh man that is crazy though with the colors <laughs> our night was uh quiet as well which it was at night of course but it was like well, that dead silence you know like living where we do like there's no there's no noise pollution there's no light pollution so you really can i mean the train tracks aren't like you know they're a couple miles from my house but i can still hear them yeah you know uh, on the co- on cold nights uh just hearing that sound travel and i just remember it being so loud what i heard right uh, just like i just like right over top of me like i felt like i just seen a bright light with like the red and the blue and the orange and everything and just it being there in front yeah. of me it was scary. Dude, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was scary it for is. us. 
wow, it's the same thing. They're just... <laughs> we have just little aliens dedicated <laughs> to our area. Yeah. Checking us out. Now, did you say you had another story? Um... The other things I were talking about, just like seeing things, yeah, you know, like in the sky and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like everyone. My mom actually, she said that her and one of her boyfriends at the time were, you know, back in the eighties, were setting up in the mountains somewhere, and they saw, you know, lights flashing in the sky, booming across the sky, and she's like, "There's no other way to explain that." Right. Like this, I've seen a shooting star. This is not a shooting star. Yeah. Like this is something clearly different. So you wanted to discuss these crazy theories. You you branched over one that kind of blew my mind. Um, just just spill the beans on what you got you got to say. So I think one of the reasons that we that they might be apprehensive about showing us these documents is that knowing about aliens and the existence of life outside of our own could completely unravel the fabric of society and all the institutions that we've built up to this point a lot of people root their lives in religion and that is their guiding factor and that is what it is uh and then you bring in something that is so much maybe more intelligent, uh, so much past you. And honestly, if they start coming with things from our past or our history, you know, things where they have, like, what if they just open up and say, yeah, we built the the pyramids in Egypt. Right. Like, the, the Egyptians wanted help and we helped them. That's what we did, you know. Yeah. They, they just hung out with us for a little bit. <laughs> if that's the case, I feel like that will completely destroy the the structure, the social structure, what people believe. And some people would honestly take that as worst case scenario or then try and say that they double down on what they believe. And this is the Antichrist. This is the, you know, this is the demons coming from hell to destroy us, you know, things like that, that, you know, could really, really destroy what we have uh, just based on that. I also think that, uh, and this is just discussions I've had with friends and other things uh, looking into it, but what if the aliens are coming here and they're seeing like what we're doing to our environment? Uh, and they're like, guys, come on. Uh, we're going to give you some new stuff to do it. You know, these, you know, whatever alien magic they could bring down to us, mm-hmm. uh, help us restore some like unpollute water, do whatever, you know? That's what I would but, want. I think that's what that's, everybody would want. <laughs> that's what I would want, but that's not what big government and big corporations want. <laughs> yeah. They don't want aliens coming down here and basically giving us the key to a perfect society. And then again, that just unravels everything that we know up to this point. If you don't need oil anymore, you have this goop glock generator that you can put in your car that drives 18 billion trillion you know light years and never runs out then you don't really need that anymore yeah and that again puts a real pressure on our society it's such a drastic change but it's not like say when 9-11 happened and that completely changed our society where we became very more on the defensive and not as relaxed or you know just the huge change we saw after that if aliens came 
that's one of those things where it just changes life itself. It's just the everything constant we, fear. Yeah. Everything we have learned and known up to this point could change just in the matter of these aliens holding a press conference for an hour yeah. and just explaining some of the basic things. Yeah. Um, I think that would be insane. You could see riots. You could see mobs of people who are anti-alien if they're down here, you know? Like, here's the thing. If there's groups that hate people based on their race, there's going to be people who are way crazy about these aliens. Of course. Way crazy about these aliens. Of course. They'll be carrying tiki torches straight up to the fucking UFO, (laughs) knocking on the door, being like, hey, we don't want you here. Yeah. Vaporized instantly. Exactly. Like, you are a threat to me. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, it, it, I do think, you know, even with... I think that the government, though... And I might sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but it's pretty cool, honestly. At, I'm okay at this with point, it. you know... What is truth? Yeah. What is life? Yeah. The government could be using this as a way to really bump up, like, we see Space Force. It's like, hey, there might be threats out there in space. We have to go fight him. Yeah. Uh, it's like, all right, John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. All right. But again, that could be used as playing on public fears of the possibility, like everything I just listed, how this could drastically change life itself. You want to have that emotional preparedness of just knowing if aliens come, at least we have these defenses. Whether they would work or not, it's a contingency plan. It's something to make people comfortable with whatever the outcome would be. Um, and that would just, you know, pump millions of dollars into our defense budget. And if the government wanted a way to, you know, put more money into the Pentagon, then aliens are the way to go, right? Exactly. Hey, everybody, look at this. I got these documents. Everybody says they've seen them. Yeah. It could be a whole lot of things. Me personally, though, I do believe that there's life out there. I think there's so many unexplainable things that happen on this earth. I think it's kind of... um not selfish but kind of just ignorant to think that we're the only things in the universe well if we can if we can view that there are other universes that exist outside of the milky way yeah and that's what scientists agree on then who why like why are we even questioning the fact that there is there isn't you know i would assume that there would be if there's something like me, odds are there's going to be something else out there like me. Right. No, I doubt I'm the only species of this out there. But the big question is, the UFOs that are here, are they actual aliens or are they different from different countries? From, you know, are they are they from, like, say, Russia or uh, China that you know, the Chinese government or what have you. I would think that if they're here, they've been living here for a very long time. Like talking about the pyramids being built and such. What if, uh, I think in Marvel, they're called the Kree, the the shape-shifting aliens. Yeah. What if they have been here since that time? What if they've came and they've helped build stuff or just done whatever throughout history? What if they have just stayed and have adapted and what if they went through an evolutionary process where yeah they were aliens when they first got here you see hieroglyphs and stuff uh on the pyramids what if those are actually the aliens and just through evolution of staying here 
adapting to our environment they adapted more of a human feature to a point where we don't uh recognize them or, as being different or it's us from the future what if everything <laughs> is just repeated yes nothing is different we're just in a big loop that constantly plays out all the time yeah this is the matrix <laughs> and you're neo <laughs> Oh, man, I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> I'll just be doing whatever. Now, do you I'll think... This. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think that... Have you seen where the one of the crafts went into the ocean? Do you think that they're living or hiding in the deep ocean where we can't get to? Or we haven't discovered yet? I mean, it's possible, right? I think any any scenario that someone could bring up, I feel like is a possibility. I'm sure that if they crash landed into the ocean, they would have some sort of way to figure it out. If they can know? get to Earth, I'm sure they can go through the ocean. Yeah, and that's the thing. If, if they're smart enough to get here from wherever they are, because I doubt that they're living on Mars or something. Right. Within the scope of what we know from what we can see with, like, telescopes and just from our space travel, like, if we haven't seen civilization or anything, which I feel like we would, mm-hmm. like, unless they're building into the ground or something like that, but I just don't think that that's what they would do. Um, but I don't know, man. It's very possible that they're out here living in the ocean, and that's how they're just making it by. Yeah. Because we can't really get to them. And if their spaceships and stuff is pressurized enough to be able to travel through deep space, I'm sure it's pressurized enough to go into the depths of our ocean. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is going to be released this month, apparently? Uh, probably just a bunch of BS, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be really redacted. They're probably not going to give names of people who spoke. They probably won't give, you know, classified, like, intel of where were you flying. They're not going to say where they were at because more than likely they probably weren't supposed to be there when they were there. Yeah. Uh, You know, things like that. I think, if anything, it'll just acknowledge the existence of that there are things out there that we've seen that we can't explain. Like, our pilots showing up to places and seeing these beams of light and seeing all this and just not being able to know. And maybe even admitting some of the stuff that's like hey yeah like the the united states has sent the cia or the fbi to investigate these you know otherworldly events uh in these towns that you've seen on unsolved mysteries or something Mm -hmm. you know like yeah the government has investigated things separately outside that people don't know about uh i would think it'd be things along that nature there is like a story though back in the day like when richard nixon was president that he picked up Jackie Gleason in a car where the Secret Service wasn't driving, mm. picked him up from his house, and drove him to Area 51 and showed him an alien. Wow. Yeah. And I think that that's possible. I don't know. I feel like Area 51 is just a good guise of, hey, let's put all the focus here. Yeah. And just say, they could be doing nothing there. That could just be something where they just work, you know, I think it's an Air Force base or something. You know, so they could just be doing stuff there. I would think that anything that is that crazy, that earth shattering, changes 
no, no matter who you are, this changes your life. No yes. matter what you believe in, this is information that we'd all process and be like, whoa, this is insane. Yeah. And I think they would be smart enough to just not put it somewhere that we all expect it to be. Right. And I would I wouldn't put it past them to destroy any evidence. Getting what they need out of something and then being like, you know, we'll keep this locked up with the Ark of the Covenant that Indiana Jones found. Yeah. And uh, we'll come back and revisit it later if we have to. Well, I think the thing might be is more cameras are, you know, in the world now. People are videoing constantly. And it's hard to keep all these UFOs a secret now. So they're at a point where maybe we have to let them know something. But yeah, yeah. When we start getting access to the things that only the government had access like 20 years before us, it's really hard to suppress anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I think the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre uh, wasn't too long ago. Do you know how they got that footage out of there? How's that? It was. It was literally a collective effort of these news people who were hiding these film reels in their shirts and in their jackets and sneaking it out of China to be able to deliver it to the states. Jeez. If they didn't do that, there would be no, I, there would be like no record yeah. of that except for the pictures that have snuck out. And I, I think that we're at a point where that sort of like anyone there, anyone at any sort of thing. I mean, tragedies that are happening. People have their phones out at, you know, the Las Vegas shooting. People were recording while they were there. You know, that's where we're getting all of this. And how do you suppress that? Right. You Uh, can't. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because those guys who were sneaking all the film and the women, too, who were sneaking the film and stuff out of China, um, they, like, China could have just got it and destroyed it and that would have been it. But what if they would have filmed it from their windows with their iPhone and then just uploaded it to Facebook right then and there? Right. You know, how do you suppress that? You can try and take the video down, but what's on the internet, all it takes is someone seeing it, recording it, or screenshotting it, and it's there forever. There's no getting rid of it. And you just, you can't, it comes to a point where you can't lie your way out of it anymore. And back yourself into a corner so much that there's nothing else to do than just give up. That and I'm going to try and make a comparison. Like the invasion of the Capitol, they were so unaware and unprepared for that. The amount of people that just stormed the Capitol, unprepared. I think maybe the government is unprepared of the amount of technology that we have to capture what we're seeing. And they're like, oh crap. Maybe we got to report on this now. We can't hide it any longer. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think another thing with the Capitol is that, like, they use, like, there were people who were posting on Facebook and being like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's a thing of not taking it seriously and, like, not having that situational preparedness of being like, hey, it's very tense here. And here are literally all the warning signs. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening now with this alien stuff. Exactly. You know, is that there's the warning signs of, what does it take? 
does it take someone being in the woods and literally filming an alien like a ufo filming in a desert oh dude here's a crazy story i'm sorry to just get off on this okay but uh my this was back in the 50s or so my grandma told me this story uh they live in taswell and they live up in this holler and one night they were all sleeping and they woke up to horses screaming just like horses screaming yeah just like this terrifying and it was bright to be night all right they go and they go outside and they see something yeah they run up to the top of the hill and there's this burnt circular patch of grass oh jesus yeah i think the (laughs) national Enquirer and shit went there wow to like do a story on it and everything project blue book maybe i don't know man (laughs) i don't know but it's it, that that was just something that popped in my mind. That's uh, crazy. They, they said the grass didn't change, like it didn't revert back to its like original color for like five or six years. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just like a burnt discoloration in the ground. Something and unearthly and came and Dude, destroyed yeah. the grass. <laughs> Dude, spaceship landed, took off, burned a hole in the ground. Right. Yeah. Man. Well, I hope that they release whatever they're going to release soon, because it probably won't be discovered on this episode, but whenever they do, I would like to have you back, and we can discuss what they released, and hopefully the world is not, you know... In flames when it happens. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If it is in flames, we'll still do the podcast. Yes. Like, it'll it'll be crazy. Because <laughs> I think what'll be great is, is that if we can time it around the time that it's released and we had time to look over it and see everything, we could just, like, you know, have you on Twitter or something being like, oh, wow, people <laughs> just, like, have blown up or something you know yeah. people have ran naked into the streets cats and dogs are living together it's mass hysteria right it's insane and we could just comment on that and being like wow guys we found out we're okay everything's <laughs> yeah. fine everybody just chill out yeah. it's like if it's the end of the world it's the end of the world there's nothing we can do about it yeah but we can only hope that if it is aliens that they're here for positive reasons rather than negative well it kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier is that they want that kind of fear Mm -hmm. instill that fear in you that hey they're coming here they're different than you and they want to harm you dude if aliens wanted to harm us why didn't they do it forever ago yeah we would already been evaporated yeah exactly and if you've encountered them which i fully feel that the government has encountered them and has probably kept in dialogue with them yeah and I think that it may be to the point where the aliens are just like, you know what? We think that the government or just whatever, like world governments or however, they're like, we're tired of it. Like, <laughs> we're just going to show up and just tell everybody what's up. Yeah. You know, just give us some knowledge that we need to know, you know, lay some hard truths on us. Well, they just give released us- that a Navy battleship or whatever was sworn by nine UFOs. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, get me off that ship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I ain't doing that. Well, Josh, I would like to thank you again for being on the show and giving your 
expertise on the the uh, UFO alien discussion. That's all right. We we also talked about you know maybe in the future send down about Mothman. Yes, yes, because you've been Sasquatch. to Point Pleasant. Yes, Sasquatch, of course, Bigfoot. Yeah, Point Pleasant, man, West Virginia. That's uh, a bucket list of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, we'll just plug a future episode. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, the drive there is gorgeous. The um, the town actually, you know, it's a small town. Nice coffee shop. That's for you, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But the Mothman Museum itself, I actually went there, like, right after Fallout 76 was released. Wonderful. Yeah, so they had, like, so much Fallout 76 <laughs> yeah. stuff, and just, like, it, it's so cool. So cool. Well, it's pretty wild, because the first part of this episode, I discussed the Flatwoods Monster, and it is in Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh. it's West Virginia. Something about West Virginia, man. Maybe you could just do a Cryptic Files episode on the state of West Virginia. Uh, that's probably down the road a must. <laughs> <laughs> Once the aliens come. Yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, thanks again for being on the show, and um, you'll be on here soon once again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love the show. My mom loves the show. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So shout out, Vicky Farrell. Shout out. <laughs> Thank you for listening. All right. Thanks, guys. There's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory. The Pentagon is expected to issue a report soon. There are things flying over national security uh, installations. We don't know who they are. We don't know what it is. It isn't ours. We need to find out. So what you're telling me is that UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are real. Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record that they're real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Yeah, look, Bill, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that, that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you is real. The question is, what is it? What are its intentions? What are its capabilities? What do you think? We are living of what seems like a science fiction film, or even the Twilight Zone. We can only prepare and keep filming what we see in the sky. We can hope that, if it is otherworldly creatures, that they mean no harm. I would like to thank you all for listening, and be sure to give the podcast a 5-star and review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to wherever you listen. Check out my other podcast, Unhelpful Advice, as it is hosted by me and my good friend, Hunter Stevers. We talk about everything on the show, so if you want a good discussion and laugh, check us out there. That will do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it all, and lastly, watch your back. It's cryptic out... Wait, what? What is that? Hey, babe. What's that bright light outside? Babe, it's getting brighter. What is that? What's that sound? Erica, what is that? Oh my god! 
Oh my god, it can't be! Erica! Oh my god, they're here!